to our interview and everything. For the listeners, uh, let us know who you are and where you're from. Uh, so my name is Cynthia Gamboa Morales, or on my Facebook page, or it's called my stage name, <laughs> yeah. Cindy Morales. And I'm uh, originally from Wheaton, Illinois, and I've been in Aurora since 19, well, actually, in Oswego, but I call Aurora, you know, my area where I hang and play and do all things business, <laughs> yeah. um, since 1999. Very so cool. it's been a while. Very cool. Um, and growing up, what impact did your dad have on your life? What impact did he have on my life? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. That man is relentless. Um, he is an immigrant. He is, um, he's had a lot of challenges in his life. Um, mm -hmm. Growing up without a father. Um, growing up without a mom after the age of 19. So, oh my gosh. <laughs> How do I answer that? Um, his tenacity has impacted my life significantly. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> now, your dad was there at the um, drive. Yes. I was there. Nice oh, yeah. man. Good oh, my man. Gosh. I put, poor, he's been retired for some time now, but I put him back to work <laughs> because um, he's, that's all he's known his whole life, right? His work. So now that his change of pace has also changed significantly since right. my mom has passed away, um, I put him back to work. <laughs> I have him help me with cups. He, I have him he seemed me to with... be one of the happiest workers I've seen in a while, though, I have to say. <laughs> he didn't seem like a guy who didn't like his job. Right. Yeah, he's a, um, his spirit, though, and his energy are yes. what I remember. Um, as well. I mean, I met you, met a couple other people there, but uh, yeah, he stuck out to me like a sort of thumb. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's a good man. He loves it. He, yeah. he loves the energy. He loves um, being around, uh, you know, good time, having a good time and enjoying his life, especially now more than ever. Um, the significance of just getting to people see or meet new people, it, it's really impactful. For him, he's always kind of been Voluntold by me. Mm -hmm. Hey, we're going to volunteer at the food pantry. Volunteer. Hey, we're going. <laughs> we're going to volunteer at this uh, person's campaign. Um, you know, we're going door knocking. We're going canvassing. Um, I think because I've really gotten his work drive from him. That seeing him just kind of chill is just not not going to be an aspect for a while for him. So he's he's really had a quite a significant impact. He's my he's my rock. When we talk about the impact that parents have on kids, uh, what do you think is the biggest impact? Um, actions. I think when your children see you, uh, you know, you could say a mil you could you could talk to your blue in the face, right? I have three children now, and I can talk to them blue in the face. And if my four-year-old does not want to wear purple or does not want to wear pink, she is not going to wear purple or pink because that's her decision. <laughs> That's significantly so. Right. And so I, you know, I just have to show her and say, hey, look, you know, this may look best or that may look best as a suggestion, but my actions are going to go much further than my words with her. Right. So, absolutely, actions. And now you're a parent. Do you catch yourself acting like one of your parents to your kids? Is that true what they say? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. Um, yes. So, so as a Latina, 
there are some sayings that we have in Spanish that chancla. are the chancla. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are like que la canción, right? So like, what's your tune? Watch okay. your tune, right? Um, so if they're nagging and they're wanting something, you're like, ay, que la canción. Like, why are you keeping up with that tune? Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't. Um, but yes, there are so many things that um, my mother would say to us that I am now significantly in a louder tone <laughs> or in a, mm -hmm. in a higher tone, you know, saying to my children, like, you know, get your act together, get it, come on, let's go, put it on, or whatever. And so just like, you know, la chancla, pa pao. I feel that when I meet, um, when you meet kids, especially, I mean, you're, you're looking at or you're dealing with, interacting with a younger version of that parent. So you judge good kids when they're good and bad kids when they're bad and everything. But um, the core of being a parent, though, is you know showing that that leadership, you know that actions, as you say, to to show what the action should be, right? To do it right, yeah. Yeah, you want to model. You want to yeah. model who you want your children to be, right? So you talked about my dad earlier. I, you know, my mother too. You know, she she battled cancer for four and a half years before she had to call it quits, quits, right? Mm -hmm. But even during her time of battling cancer, she was doing garage sales, right? So the woman was ill, she was going through chemotherapy, but she was like, I need to stay active. I need to stay involved, I need to meet my community, you know, keep in touch with my family. So right. like, she was she was doing her thing. And so now I feel like she has left me a little bit of that to take on. So when I'm feeling sad or if I'm feeling blue or if I'm feeling like, you know, I can't figure out what's going on in the world, I get active. Right, so my parents were very active. They were, they were working. They were, um, you know, they were active in their community, and so that—that's what they left me. So, when I think about children and what they see, is what they model. That's a good point. That's a really good point. I noticed. You know what I noticed? I noticed that the Cups Broad Drive. Everybody, not everybody, a lot of the vendors had their kids with them. Mm -hmm. People, you know, their, their families were, were there taking part in the activity as well. I thought that was really special. Absolutely. I thought that was really cool to see. That's why I do it at the fire museum. Yeah. It's so eclectic, but so family friendly. Yeah, it is. Plus, you got the inside right there. It's kind of open with the space and everything, so you can spread out. Right. Yeah, that was really cool. Uh, it was loud, though, when we tried to do that interview. I know. It was super loud, yeah. <laughs> I right, tell me about your life. <laughs> yeah, all the traffic. That's of... when the big, giant truck is yeah. rolling down the street. Yeah. I mean, it's right there on Broadway right. and New York Street, which is like the heart of downtown. Right. Um, now, before we get into the history of uh, the Cups, uh, Cups history, mm -hmm. actually, um, what have you noticed in regards to changes in the city of Aurora? Uh, originally from Oswego. Well, I, <coughs> yeah. I, now I, ha I go in several yeah. locations. You, so know, you know Aurora. I have Aurora. Um, some of the biggest changes you've seen, you know, over time in Aurora taking place to the present day. Um, so I, before we moved to Oswego, my parents um, looked into Aurora as well as like Oswego and Plainfield. Um, we ended up in Oswego, but at the end of the day, um, I grew up in an era where it was scary to come to Aurora. It was, you know, gang infested, um, drug infested. 
I went to meet North and I was told by my soccer coach, when you get off the bus at East Aurora, you go play the game and you get back on the bus. Right. You don't talk to anybody, you don't interact with anybody, we don't know who they are, like we go in, we get out. Right. And then I went to college and then after college, I took on a position at Family Focus that had me interacting with children, tutoring children after school at East Aurora High School. And when I went to the school, I thought, she was so wrong. She was so wrong. That's because yeah. I went to a school where I knew who the drug dealer was. Right. I knew who was hiding the mushrooms, who had whatever, right? They had. When I went to East Aurora and went and interacted with students, we got so close. Close enough that now I know when they have had children and I've went to their weddings and I've been a part of their family uh, events, that I was so welcomed. It was night and day. Yeah. It was completely night and day. You didn't know who was who, like who was peddling, who was doing any of that. And all these kids wanted was a safe place. You know, it's taken a while for Aurora to shake that. It, it really has. And it has. A lot of and, people and don't I don't see even know if we fully, sh you know. That's true. That is a true fact. That's a true fact because I was recently a part of a chamber that seemed to have uh, an anti-Aurora sentiment. And it, it sucks to say that, and I don't want to say what chamber, but at the end of the day, I have left that chamber because of that. And I've gotten, well, I've kind of doubled down on the fact that it's Aurora strong. Because I've seen a different side of Aurora. Um, let's talk about cups. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Take off something light. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a heavy. It's a heavy topic. It is, and but, it, it is. It but, is. It's important too. But it's yes, because it's very heavily Latino populated. Right. So it's personal too, right? Um, when when we look at the Hispanic Latino majority community, and the progression or the slow progression that it's making, is it impossible? No. Could it make something? new or different to the downtown area? Could it be vibrant? Absolutely. I think it just takes more unity. What about those people who say that the Latino community is making stride upon stride and upon stride? And, uh, I mean, we're not a, our reading? We're not, a, we're not a monolithic group, right? So we're a diverse group within our own uh, community. There is the Puerto Rican community, there's the Mexican community, right? We're, we're each as well, our own units, our own entities. Um, so I think that when we look at the progression, even now, during election time, right? The Cubans in Florida decided the decision, not the Latinos, right? Which is different because they are Cuban. They're not Puerto Ricans, and the Puerto Ricans may have been very upset about what was happening in Puerto Rico. The hurricane. So, yes. Oh, the, the, yes. The, the basketball toss. The basketball toss, right. Okay. So that's why I think when we look at Latinos, it's not all encompassing. That's a good point. All right. That's a good point. That's a good point. Because we didn't want to skirt around the issue of representation and how the city is portrayed and do, you know, because it's the people who make up the city. So we didn't want to skirt around that. That's good that we were able to put some, some, understanding to that, some context to that. Um, CUPS. How did we, uh, CUPS is an, ac an acronym. It's an acronym. What's it stand for? It stands for Commitment to Uplift with Purpose and Service. Nice, nice. What's the history of CUPS? How did it get started? So, um, CUPS is my 
baby, I guess, for <laughs> lack of a better word, another baby. Um, and CUPS is uh, an organization that I started to honor my mom in 2017. Okay. So my mom passed away of breast cancer in 2015. Um, but it took, you know, some time after to figure out my life after her. Mm -hmm. And so I remember her, um, you know, being very excited about her garage sales and being very excited about giving and being a part of the community. Um, that she would come and she would rummage through my room all the time. Yeah. I literally had no spare <laughs> anything to like give anymore or didn't want to give it anymore. And so she decided that my bras were um, up for grabs because I wasn't using them. Because right. I was not making use of uh, bras that I either no longer used or no longer needed. So she she took them and decided to put them in a free box at the end of the driveway and that's how all of this has started. I mean, my understanding is that those bras are now in Indonesia or went to Indonesia because our neighbor uh, sister is from Indonesia and so he sent her all the clothes that he would get from the garage sale. He would send her the items that he would get from the garage sale. And so he picked up the free box and sent her the items. What does it mean to you to give to somebody else? Um, you know, by helping others, you're really helping yourself. So for me to give to someone else something that I didn't have, I grew up poor. Like, now I may be in the position that I'm in now, but I grew up poor. We, we grew up on you know, going to food pantry, relying on the community center, um, you know, my parents working double double shifts, double work, sometimes three jobs. So um, for me, knowing that I was there once as a young child, somebody might need that now, might need that support. So for me, it's I'm helping them because I got help, but I'm really helping myself. It feels good to give back. It's a genuine feeling of satisfaction when I see somebody that received a bra that was wearing washcloths and shoestring as a bra. So our first year we went to Hesed House and this lady um, who was with us, who's a bra fitter, went into one of the fitting rooms and fit one of the ladies who was wearing washcloths and shoestring, a makeshift bra for herself because she needed a specialty bra. So we were able to get her this bra and she was able to feel better about herself, but then call me, call me using a uh, transcriber to tell me that a year afterwards she was able to get a job. And because she was felt motivated and she felt so great, she was able to leave that situation. The significance of clothing or adequate clothing. <clears throat> goes a long way to providing that self-confidence in the okay. individual. That's not well known. Talk about that. Um, so women, women are, you know, even women that have the ability to go into a shop or go into a location to grab a bra, maybe even wearing a wrong bra, and that, when you're wearing a wrong bra, you can get so many health problems. Right, so your health deteriorates. Um, bras are not just an item of clothing; they're significant to how your posture, how you feel about yourself, how you carry yourself. And so, if women aren't feeling great about how they feel in their own body, 
then that takes away from a lot of their self-confidence. So you've, you've ever heard the phrase, the clothes make the man? Yeah. The bra makes the woman. I would genuinely say that because women carry themselves differently when they feel different about their body. I volunteered once upon a time and we had to, um, we had a uh, commitment box and we had to bring so many items. There's so many, um, so, such an amount of so many items and bring that to go continue the work. We had to bring six pairs of socks, six pairs of underwear, and six shirts of any kind, long sleeve shirts. And then a few canned food items. The primacy was on the clothing. When people ask why, it's like you don't want to, like, people, socks. Just having socks on, the ability to change your socks and your underwear and shirts and things like that uh, for people who are indigent or don't have much uh, is very important. Very important. Yeah. And there's and there's value to that, right? I mean, you want to feel healthy, then you have to change your undergarments. Right. I, um, I went to Hassett House this time around, and they're not accepting any soft goods. But I walked up with a box of bras and underwear for the women and socks that have been donated through cups. And mind you, we only do bras. But I walked up with that box and Karen from Hesed House was like, yes, put that <laughs> right, in here, yeah, please. Yeah. Because it's significant to their health. It's significant to the way they feel about themselves. So, I mean, nobody walks around with dirty underwear for three weeks, right? Why should they? Very true, very true. Um, now, when did when did you found Cups? I found it in 2017. 2017. Wow. Yeah. And it's uh, it's going strong. Yes. Going strong. Nice. Nice. Yes. <laughs> I, was, I was pregnant last year, so I um or now 20 yeah so 2019, um and so I did two drives, but I did them just kind of remote. So I'm very thankful that this year, despite COVID, we were able to have an in-person drive because. I met you and so many other folks that want to help and support and see that significance and that change. Um, if life goes back to gathering normalcy, uh, you plan to do more of those drives uh, in the future? Absolutely. So the goal was to start with two a year. Okay. Um, I went to from one to two and then back to one. Mm -hmm. um, so my goal was to have two. I may do one every year and just kind of make it a one-time a year event, like sure. a gala, you know, so forth. But um, there's a lot that goes into an evening at the fire museum. So oh, I'm sure. oh yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm sure. So yeah. There's months ahead of planning yeah. and months ahead of collecting, but you know, almost 16,000 bras this year is significant in the middle of a pandemic. I tried to lend my voice to that though. That's why I went, you know, I, 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 yes. I like, um, you said you've seen a couple episodes. I like, oh, I like to do or highlight or shine a spotlight on or give a little shout out to whoever is doing something you know, good, nice, and positive. Mm. So like, that was cool, you know? I, I, I like that kind of thing. And plus, I know the work that it takes to get and uh, successfully organize all these different people. <laughs> yeah. remember, you know, the traffic gotta <laughs> go this way. Right, you know, where's yeah. the trash can at? Uh, where the bathroom at? You know, like, what's the Wi-Fi? 
Like, yeah. Put your mask on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> donations go right there. The big right. thing that says donations, you come in, you sign in. Yes, there's a lot that goes into that. So, but, um, excuse me, he did a great job. He did a really great job with it. Uh, now, I bought a vegan cookie there. Oh. It was good. Who was that? Oh, that's Prima. Is that Prima who that was? Prima with Tasty Vegan. Yeah. Let me tell you, don't yeah. let that one go. It was on Because, point. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's where we get all our baked goods from. Okay. Birthdays, uh, celebrations, we get cupcakes from her. They're delicious. Really. If I tell you, don't let that one go. Tasty Vegans. I kept the, uh, I kept the brochure and the yes. card. Yes. I still got it. <laughs> Um, the story of your life, what would the title of that book be? Mm. It would be Determination. Why Determination? Um, well, I don't know that um, many people know, but since um, I've been in the U.S., I was undocumented for 26 years. And while I was undocumented, I lobbied for in-state tuition. I have the pen that the law was signed into effect. <laughs> so um, I was determined to go to college. I was determined to have my own right. Um, a lot of times, you know, people look at Latinos and they think, oh, you're, you're, you're Democrat by fault, right? Because you're, you're a minority. And that's completely opposite of, of what we are. We're, we're the most conservative. We want the right to property. We want the right to happiness. We want the right to be able to progress, right, with less interjection. So we want to be able to have the ability to go to school. We want to be able to have health care. Right. Um, and so, uh, you know, fair taxing. So when we look at what, what's happening in the country now, Determination is the one key word that comes to mind. I went to college. I had one, one scholarship. The rest was all on me. I came out of NAU with zero time. It took me a little bit longer to graduate than my peers, sure. but I graduated. Right. Um, and so that would be where I where it's at. I've 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 registered 831 people to vote in Aurora. In Aurora, I participated in so many elections. I own several businesses now. I'm I'm determined to make something of myself. Um, what does America mean to you? If you work hard and you don't expect to end up, it's endless opportunities. And don't expect the handout. Don't expect a handout. And I'll tell you why. A lot of folks, genuinely, a lot of folks are waiting to see, waiting for something to happen, waiting for somebody to do something for them, waiting for something to be. Don't wait. Life is happening now. Okay. Whatever, whatever the, it might be, whatever it might be, whatever you know, perspective you may have, whatever is happening, don't wait. Don't wait for somebody to do it. That's what I'm saying. Don't, I get you. Oh, don't yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. I feel you. Life is happening. Now I get the do flavor. It. Yeah. Do it now. Yeah, because, yeah. Yeah. It's better, you know, take, seize it by, right. 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 I mean, yeah. you, 
look at my story. I was undocumented. Write the book. Don't read it. And yeah. I, yeah, I was, I was genuinely, genuinely knocking on Jesse White's door to give me a driver's license. Secretary of State. Yep. To give me a driver's license as an undocumented. You knocked on his door. Yeah. At his house. At his uh, office. Okay. In Wash. In uh, excuse me. Springfield. Springfield. Okay. Several times. That's what's up. <laughs> Several times. Several times. He knows. And there's articles. Look it up in the beacon. Yeah. I would take buses of people down to Springfield to help me lobby. No, I Look admire that tenacity. I do. That's what it takes. Because I didn't want to wait for somebody to write a law. I didn't want to wait for somebody to give me a driver's license. I wanted to go down there and lobby for it. I didn't want to wait till somebody passed the DREAM Act. I wanted to go down there and do something about it. So that tenacity or that, you know, drive or that determination, you know, everybody has it in them. Right. They just have to find it. Right. right. If you want to write a book, write a book. If you want to, you know, start a podcast, start a podcast. If right. you want to do right, write a Do you, yeah. Do it. Just do it. Right. <laughs> I don't uh, want to take just do it for my book, but <laughs> just do it. Right. Just uh, the time is now 8.32 a.m. and you are listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. And this is a great conversation that we're having with Cynthia. You Cynthia. Cynthia. Instead of your stage name. <laughs> <laughs> you gave me a look when I said it too. You were like, Cynthia. Mm, <laughs> you know, it, it, the people are going to think this is wild, but Facebook will not let me change it. Yeah. It says that I've confirmed that my name is Cindy Morales, which it is right. technically. But it will not let me change it. So, but yes, Cynthia is just fine too. <laughs> yeah. um, so, now that we are, excuse me, now that the election has taken place, do we see, uh, do we see any calming down? What's December looking like? Are we are we getting back to normal here? What's what's uh, what's going on? What's, what's your, my perspective? What's, yeah, what's your perspective? <laughs> Give us the tea. Oh my gosh. <laughs> my goal, well, no matter my goal, my, my perspective would be that the goal would be to, um, to really take this serious, right? To, to take this pandemic serious in some point, in some way, mm -hmm. right? We're here socially distant, but you know, when you can't wear your mask, where, right. where you can't hand sanitize, wash your hands, I don't know, whatever it might be, so that we can get through this together. I mean, I just read yesterday that over 100,000 businesses have permanently closed. These are small businesses. Yeah. They're not, you know, there might be some large retailers closing down, uh, down out there, but these are small businesses. These are the mom and shops, the restaurants, the people that are really coming into the communities and making communities thrive. These are the dreamers that we want in the communities to continue, and they are not getting the support. So I'm hopeful that come December, we can go back to giving people the opportunity to, you know, dream again. Dream. Let's have this country be a country of dreamers. Um, there's a lot of businesses uh, that are shutting down. And there's been a couple of businesses that have been uh, fined recently, I believe, here in the city of Aurora for uh, continuing operations uh, due to the, you know, during the mitigation and everything like that. Um, the fact that people have to work 
to get paid is one thing. Um, and we don't like handouts. But certainly assistance from the government would be better than keeping your your, your, your bar packed right. during the Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it comes to a point where where's enough enough, right? I mean, yeah. it, it comes to a point where where do we um, start listening to how we're going to solve this together, right? And if together means you get that assistance now to do what you need to do or continue doing later, right? then that's what you got to do, right? What was, what was your first job? My first job was in teacher's aid at the age of 14. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't start working until... 14, but yeah, I started working early. <laughs> nice, yeah. nice. Well, teacher's aid. Yes, and it was a summer job, but it taught me a lot. What did it teach you? Um, patience. It taught me that um, you don't know everything when you walk in, right? Um, it taught me that um, managing people is key. It taught me that... Um, is that is it Halloween? Is it still haunted working? here? What are we talking about? What was that? I saw your face. I have a feeling you've never heard that before. <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't. Oh my god. This is my first time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is your first time, too. <laughs> it was creepy. Um finish your saying I'm sorry. It's okay. I was, that was spooky too. as hell though. I'm like the election just happening, what the fuck oh, is going on? It's happening. Um, so it's just patience, right? Patience with yourself, because when you get into that first job, um, even as a career services advisor at Rasmus in College, I would tell everybody, you know, just pace yourself. Find the few people that you're going to click with, and then make sure that you're learning. It's a learning progress. You're not going to walk into a job and just you know take home the paycheck without taking something else with you. So take the lessons, and because that's what my first job taught me. Mm. That's an interesting perspective. <laughs> I like your perspective. You got a, you got some, yeah, yeah. I got a lot of life. Got some, yeah, got some wisdom. Dropping jewels on us at, at 8.38 a.m. Thank you. Um, so what's the, uh, what's the future for the Cubs? Um, so the plan is to have one again next year. Okay. Um, my, my hope would be to have one in the spring, around spring cleaning time, the spring cleaning theme, and then again in the fall. So I think we'll we'll go back to having one in the springtime where it's just a collection drive, okay. and then the annual event at the end of the, or in October, the first Friday of October. All right, very cool. Yeah. I like yeah, that. that's the goal. Yeah. So. Um, any new locations that you're eyeing? Um, for a venue? Yeah. No, no, I mean, I think I genuinely believe that the Aurora Regional Fire Museum is a hidden gem. Not a lot of people know about it. Not a lot of people understand how amazing it is, what's inside of it, what they can do and learn. So being able to support the Aurora Regional Fire Museum, I, I think that's the least I can do to have them host and graciously open their giant doors to the community to be a part of CUPS. Right. Um, as a Latina and a businesswoman, um, what do you see as a strength that you can bring and you can instill in other women 
uh, of color and other people trying to uh, succeed in life? Um, oh, that's a deep one because, I mean, you know, at, at some point we have to be unapologetic about our space. At some point we have to be unapologetic about our culture, of who we are. Um, I think just recently we are, you know, taking on positions and leaderships. So it's a growing opportunity for Latinas. So don't be apologetic about who you are. You know, we have judges who are Latinas now. Uh, we have CEOs who are Latinas. And, and so that would be my one piece that I would instill, is be unapologetic about who you are and do the best that you can at what you do. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, that's a, that's a, uh, that's a lot of good advice. <laughs> that is a lot of good advice. Uh, how can people find you on social media? Uh, I'm at Cami Photo Booth. I'm at Pop of Love. Those are my two businesses. I also have Cami Photo Booth. Mm -hmm. What's that? Um, so that's my business. I um, started the Cami Photo Booth on a whim, just mm -hmm. in for a private event, and then I took it and ran with it and made it into a Lux photo booth experience for okay. Chicago weddings. Okay, all right, nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. Cami photo booth. All right, so you're there posted up so we can get our pics and yeah. everything looking fly with you. All with right. your picture, with your booby. <laughs> um, and what was the other business? And it's Pop of Love. Pop of Love. Yes, so Pop of Love 2020 at, is where it's at, at Pop of Love 2020, and that's because with COVID, there were no weddings happening, there was no events happening, there was no marketing, there was right. no corporate marketing that I could do with the photo booth. So I pivot. I took a pivot and I did some creativity that I'd only done for my family and friends and mm -hmm. I made it into a business. Pop of Love 2020. <laughs> yes. Interesting. Yep. yep. We surprised your loved ones with a balloon garland at the door. So we're now indoors because of the cold weather. Right. But I'm happy to create something gorgeous that they can wake up to and be surprised. All right, all right. Yeah, jump on the gram and check that out. Yeah. What the <laughs> <laughs> Try to stay up on everything I on the gram, but I'm slipping. Right. What the hell? <laughs> Doing a few things. Yeah. Um, all right, the time is now 8.42 a.m. and you've been listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Um, so the show ends on a positive note, okay? Uh, no, let me get y'all record with my thing, so. Before I get you on the positive note first, let me get you. All right, so here's the thing. I need to get you on record with a couple of things about the city of Aurora. Right? Oh my, okay. okay. <laughs> so it's a good thing I'm no longer on the chamber of Hispanic <laughs> right. Chamber of Commerce. I you know This is an independent right. uh, independent opinions right yes, now. Absolutely. Um, first of all, I come in from out of town. I'm looking for a good place to have lunch. Where we, where are you sending? Um, you know, you asked me this last time and I suggested Mora's Kitchen because I absolutely enjoy everything that they're doing okay. at Mora's Kitchen, but I was reminded by my awesome husband, the Borinque, the little small restaurant that is in a gas station on Lincoln. And Galena. And Galena. Right there. Their food, their Puerto Rican food is 
the bomb. Okay. So please, if you are coming to Aurora, <laughs> I know the tacos are amazing over here at El Tio, El Tio restaurant. The uncle, shout they out. They are yeah. on it. But if you want a little different, El Porinque would be your place to go. All right. And it's in the cut, though, too, for those who are, <laughs> it's in the super cut. You got to be looking for it, but yeah. Yeah, um, and they have a drive through so. There is a drive through right Yes, there? yes, they do. In that little convoluted <laughs> they space? They got it, oh, yep. Dedicated. <laughs> you know, they said, they did say when the pandemic started, you got to support your local restaurants. Right. So we tried the Brazilian location, we tried the Borinque, we tried a few other locations in Aurora. The voting kit was the one we just keep going back to. Right. Yeah, yeah very cool place. Yeah. Very cool place. And I, I had to drive I've only had tostones out of there one time. Oh, no. Ask, ask for their specialty of the day. Okay. Always ask for their specialty of the day. They have amazing food all the way around. All right. Um, banana split or dairy delight? <clears throat> I am... Um, I'm, maybe I'm a little biased because I have more experience with Jerry Delight, oh, so I'm going to go with Jerry Delight. <laughs> <laughs> so it's much closer to the east side where right, I'm right. foggy, so it's much closer to that. Very cool, very cool. <laughs> um, these other ones might be a little bit more controversial, though. Oh, oh, oh. Let's get going. Go, go, go. Um, <laughs> you know, there's a couple of things that I wish would come back. I wish Dollar Movies, Dollar Movie Monday at the Paramount. Um, would come back. I'd like to walk across the bridge that was just built. Uh, anything that you would like to do if given the chance and uh, Aurora the shot to spotlight, bring some light to the city? Um, I'd love more than one first Friday. <laughs> like, I'd love to have several things happening downtown all the time, right? We put a large emphasis on first Fridays. Which is great. First Fridays is amazing. I love coming downtown, you know, enjoying the, you know, the, the photo booths that they have on the towers now that you can take pictures for the city of Aurora. Right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love seeing uh, the art the that's displayed by different artists. I think I, this is one thing I was going to mention. I think a lot of people don't understand now that Aurora has had an influx of artists. You know of art and culture it's yeah. really on the up and up so if anyone's looking for art and culture and perspective outside of Chicago Aurora is where you got to be right. Aurora has so many studios now and art and places like this it's, it's incredible that it's gonna be a miss because of the pandemic at this time yeah it is but I would love <coughs> to see more than just one first Friday I think the, the business is needed down here, and I think the downtown really needs more than just one Friday out of the month. Right. Um, so, all right, now the show ends on a positive note. That <laughs> wasn't <So>, positive. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was positive as hell, but that wasn't like the closing <laughs> message. <laughs> no, nah, we still got to, you know, that was just the precursor. Okay, okay. You know, yeah, that's preheating the oven. Warm yeah, up. <laughs> warm up. Um, the show ends on a positive note. What is your message today? to the people. Um, well, I think after last night, I think we just have to um, know that, that we're all human. We're all human, right? So the positive thing I would say is, um, you know, it's okay to take care of yourself first, mentally, physically, emotionally. That is okay. 
that it's okay so that before you try to reach out to others, before you try to uplift others, or before you try to, you know, um, help others, you got to help yourself first. So if you're going to do something now during this time that, you know, we're, we're having a transition in the country, make it, make it about you. Right. Take that time to do you. I like that. Um, this was a great episode and interview that we had with you today, and I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, definitely. This is a uh, conversation of us. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, I appreciate everything that you're doing and um, everything that you, you know, everything that CUP stands for, stands for is uh, positive. So God bless you and your family, too. Thank you. And keep up the good work. Thank and, you. Uh, you know, your message always has a home here on Good Morning Aurora. Thank you. Thank yep. you, Curtis. You're no amazing. Doubt. I love your show, by the way. It's, it's just incredible what you're doing and who you're bringing on and what you're doing with Aurora and really spotlighting everything that's good good in this community so yeah we got a lot of good that's amazing we, we do yeah. yeah you do that all right um, so <laughs> other than that for all of our listeners and all of our subscribers and fans we'd like to say peace, peace. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>